Hi, it's Amy and Katie and we are back with another episode of As Crime Goes By. This time we are talking about killer kids, so kids who have killed other That's children. the title would suggest. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, if you didn't listen to the first episode, we do record these episodes slightly tipsy if veering on drunk. So sometimes we can be a bit silly or ridiculous or stupid, so bear with us. Um, as we gather ourselves. So, yeah, this time we're talking about killer kids. I will be talking about the murder of James Bulger and Amy. I will be talking about Jasmine Richardson and her boyfriend, Jeremy, who murdered her family. I have not heard that story, at least to my recollection, so I'm actually really excited for that. Um, I'll be going first again this time. So let's just jump into it, shall we? Go for it. Um, another thing I want to say is that we've recorded this straight off the back of the first episode, so we're still very new to this, we're still learning, and you can probably hear my cats running around like banshees right now, I'm really sorry. Um, their names are Kevin and Jeremy, they're really cute, and I'll mention them a lot. You should probably follow them on Instagram. You should, they're really cute, Kevin and Jeremy on Instagram, go find them, very cute, little ginger and white little girls, girls, not boys. <laughs> I'll explain that at another point. <laughs> anyway... Let's get cracking. So, James Bulger. This is a very big, um, but well-known in the UK. I don't know. Is it well-known to you, Amy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This happened in 1993, um, which was the year I was born. I was born a good few months later in November. This was on the 12th of February, two days before Valentine's Day in 1993. Um, And it's a about two 10-year-old boys who kidnapped a two-year-old toddler. So, yeah, let me, let me tell you about it. So, 12th of February, 1993. Denise Bulger was out shopping with her two-year-old son, James, at the Strand Shopping Centre in Liverpool, or Bootle, just outside of Liverpool, I should say. Um, and before I go too far into it, I was actually doing some research earlier today, and I actually found out something I didn't realise. So, there was actually another woman who was out that day, with her two-year-old son and three-year-old daughter, and they were shopping also in the sh- uh, New Strand Shopping Centre in Bootle. Um, she noticed Venables and Thompson, which are the killers. So they are John Venables and Robert Thompson. And they were trying to get the attention of her three-year-old daughter and two-year-old son. A few minutes after she noticed this, she realised that her son was missing and later found him outside the shop being beckoned by John, uh, John Venables and Robert Thompson. She obviously intervened, got her son back, and he had a very lucky escape. So, what happened with James Bulger? So, he was shopping with his mum, Denise Bulger. Um, They were in a butcher's. Uh, Denise was paying for, I don't know, sausages or what have you. Um, And when... (laughs) Bacon, ham, (laughs) sausages, what have you, you know. You know what butchers sell. (laughs) It was not in this vegan day and age that we all live in now. We're both meaties, sorry. We are both meaties, I'm very sorry. Um, it's not funny, but... Amy used to be a vegetarian, actually. Yeah, fun fact about me, 18 yeah. years of vegetarianism. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to give you a, a very quick timeline here. So, Denise was in the shop, as I said, and she was paying for her items. Uh, James walked out of the shop on his own at 3.39pm. At 3.40, one minute later, Denise was seen outside the shop on the ground floor looking for her son. At 3.41, another minute later, 
James was seen on CCTV following what appeared to be two teenage boys. At 3.42, James was seen being led by the hand out of the shopping centre by one of the boys and this is a very infamous CCTV um, screenshot or I don't know what you called it back in the day but screenshot. If you Google it, you will definitely, if you Google James Bulger, you will definitely see this picture. It's uh, very infamous. Later, um, after Ralph, James's father, saw the footage of James with the two boys, he was actually relieved and he thought that his son was going to be fine. And he, I think he said something to his wife that was along the lines of, oh, he's with kids. It'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen to him. Um, James obviously never reappeared. And two days later, on Valentine's Day, 14th of February... James's body was found on nearby rail lines. On first glance, police... Actually, I'm going to put a pin in it here because I did some research today. And I, shared this, I shared this with Amy earlier um, out of being generally not thrilled by this because I didn't realise any of this. I've known about James Bulger for a long time, but I haven't heard these little factoids. So, once the boys led James out of the shopping centre, they led him down a canal and obviously they were seen with James in the shopping centre and no one intervened but once they got to the canal an elderly woman saw James and at this point the boys had started to hit him and he was bruised and crying and just generally upset so the elderly woman stopped the boys and asked them what was wrong with James and the boys said we just found him at the bottom of the hill and for some reason she thought all right you crack on and left them to it um I personally would probably intervene, but who am I to say what I would do in that situation? Yeah, because, I mean, obviously killer kids aren't a hugely massive thing. It doesn't happen often. No, but bullying. But bullying and, happens, yeah. so you would assume the kid was being bullied. Absolutely. Something's going on. If there's a two-year-old with <coughs> ten-year-olds and they're crying and bruised and hurt, I don't know, I feel like I would want to say something. But, yeah. But I will also say, I suppose you don't know what you'd do in a moment in a situation yeah. like that. But... Um, icing on the cake a second woman also saw the, uh, James with uh, Venables and Thompson and she actually did try and intervene, she was out walking with her daughter um, she said that she would take James, James sorry, to a nearby police station and she asked a passing woman who was walking her dog if she would mind her daughter while she took James to the police station and the woman with the dog said no because her woman doesn't like kids. Her um, woman doesn't like kids. <laughs> her, do her dog doesn't like kids. But by the sounds of it, quite frankly, it probably was the woman doesn't like kids. Um, but also, like, I have to say, why wouldn't you take your daughter and James to the police station? Why does your daughter have to be left with a stranger and then you take her to the police station? Yeah. I mean, or that's him. what's tragic about the case, is there's so many ifs and buts. Aye, it's just... Or if only. It could have been prohibited. And I know there wasn't much precedent for children murders at this time, but like we said, there's precedent for bullying for and I mean, there wasn't, many, many years. It wasn't unheard of, like Mary Bell had already happened in Newcastle, so which we will talk about in a later show, just oh, saying. Amy's amped up for that one. Stay tuned. Amy herself, if you can't tell her from her accent, is from Newcastle herself, so, so yeah. expect that to be coming up. That'll be on our home run episode. <laughs> Home run, hometown. Hometown, yeah. <laughs> both, both works. So, um, getting back to where I was originally. On the 14th of February, 
James's body was found on some nearby rail tracks near to the um, New Strand shopping centre. On first glance, police thought that James had been hit by a train, um, but they quickly realised, sorry, I have a cat trying to eat a pizza. Jeremy! Sorry. <laughs> um, on first glance, police thought that James was hit by a train, but it quickly became apparent that, he, that this was not the case, and a murder inquiry, inquiry was quickly launched. So, if you don't like the gruesome bits, I'm going to now list the injuries, so you might want to skip ahead like 10-20 seconds. So, in total, there were 42 injuries to James's body. There were 22 bruises and wounds to the head and face, including 10 skull fractures um, and evidence on the right side of his head that he had been stomped on. There was brain damage, damage sorry, and a hemorrhage, which was discovered later during an autopsy. There were 20 wounds to his body. He had been stripped from his waist down. Evidence, now this is particularly grim if you don't like this, um, evidence of batteries having been put into his mouth and anus. Um, his foreskin had been pulled back and blue paint had been chucked into his eyes, particularly of note his left eye. In total, there were 30 blows to his head and body and it could not be determined which of the blows had finally killed uh, James, who again was just two years old. And again, much, no, it? and these boys were just 10 years old. Um, so it's pretty horrific. I mean, as murders go, disgusting, it's f fucking horrific. I mean, one of them's like a paedophile now, anyway. We'll so. get to that. Some details were released to the public early on, um, but an, an anonymous caller reported 10 year old boys John Venables and Robert Thompson for not having been at school the day of the murder because at this point the CCTV footage of James with the two boys in the shopping centre had been released to uh, national news. Um, the person who reported James and, uh, sorry, John and Robert for bunking off school had also said that they had personally seen blue paint on the jacket sleeves of John Venables. Police immediately went to investigate the claims and found the accusation about the paint on Venables' jacket to be true, as well as finding blood on the shoes of both boys and blood on Thompson's clothing. On the 20th of February, both boys were charged with the murder of James Bulger. During the interviews, the boys initially denied claims um, of the murder of James Bulger, but they soon turned on each other because obviously they're 10-year-olds and they can't keep that... Yeah, yeah they can't keep that up. They're not yeah, particularly they're not bright. Clever. Yeah, they're, they're stupid anyway. They're, they're stupid as a lot. Adults. They're so. children. Yeah. Venables was the first to confess, but Thompson soon after dropped himself in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in my notes very professionally. Um, providing an... Fucking idiot. <laughs> Thompson um, dropped himself in it by providing an accurate description of the clothing that James was wearing on the day of the murder, even though that hadn't been released to the public. So, as we say, children. Yeah, you know, they not don't. Too smart. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I, I don't want to say I could lie about that if I was in his shoes, but you know, I feel like I could do a better job. But we are adults. They're so being like, dead on. Yeah. It was believed that Thompson was the instigator of the abuse, but that Venables later pushed for the murder to actually take place. Um, and I will come to this in a moment, but Venables is actually the one who's been very much in trouble with the, with the, with the law in recent... Just basically since yeah. he's been let out for, on the murder of James. Yeah, the, just horrific. Where, I mean, I'll get into this in a minute, so let me come back to that in a second. So Thompson, during the interviews, was described as being calm, collected and reasoned, whereas Venables was described as being much more emotional. The boys did not speak in court, but tapes of the police interviews were played in the courts. 
and that's how they eventually managed to get the boy sentenced. Forensic psychologists who spoke to both of the boys deemed them to be definitively aware of the difference between right and wrong. So this, you can't, it's not like they themselves were two-year-olds and didn't quite realise. They were 10, they were fully aware, they knew exactly what they were doing. The boys were sentenced to a minimum of eight years imprisonment, which they served in separate facilities in Liverpool and Manchester. And I want to point out, in the UK, at age 18, that's when you're considered to be an adult. So their sentences were to take them through to age 18. And then, unfortunately, they were indeed released. Which, um, for Thompson, and I'm not saying he's the better of the two, by any stretch of the imagination, but from what I'm aware, he hasn't committed any crimes since coming out. We haven't heard anything about him, and he's generally lived a quiet lifestyle. No, he's not being caught either, so... Yeah, well, actually, yeah, to be fair, if he has done anything, he's just not been caught doing it. Whereas Venables has repeatedly been in the news. So... They were taught to conceal their identities once they were released from prison in 2001. Both the boys were deemed to be no longer a threat to the public at this time and were released with new identities. Thompson is now believed to be leading a quiet life and not much has been heard of him since his release. Although Denise Bulger... Oh yeah, this was interesting when I looked this up. Denise Bulger, so the mother of James Bulger, did find him via an anonymous source in 2004, so three years after his release from prison. She went to confront him but was paralysed by her hatred and just emotions, I'm sure, from seeing the murderer of her child, and she was unable to confront him. Venable, on the other hand, has returned to prison twice since his release. So the first time was in 2010, so that would make him 20-something. Um... For the possession of child pornography depicting the abuse of male toddlers, he was in prison for three years and released in 2013. Probably not even quite three years, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Again, in 2017, so only another four years later, he returned to prison for the same charges as previously, plus the ownership of a child sexual abuse manual. Yeah, Yeah, Amy probably fucking wrote it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, During the hearings of both these charges, Venable's was hidden from the jury and people in the court uh, sorry was hidden for, from the jury and people in the court via a sheet over a screen to keep his identity private which i think is just which is disgusting he doesn't you're an adult at this point like you should I, be getting fucking he doesn't called deserve out it. i think it's one thing that when they were 10 i don't think it's right like, well their images were released when they were 10 exactly we all know what they look like as children I think it's one thing concealing their identities for when they're released. I mean, I'm not thrilled about it, but I kind of get it. But if he's been to prison twice and on child pornography cases, why the fuck? Learn his fucking lesson, yeah, he? he needs to go back to prison and stay in prison or have his identity released. And we're paying for him to have his new identity Aye. as well in our taxes. Lucky fucking him. Wow. We get to keep protecting him and he keeps and He gets to keep fucking to... abusing kids. Yeah, that's a wonderful justice system that we have. So, there have been various attempts to reveal the identity of James Bulger's murderers over the year. Murderers, sorry, over the years. Um, there was even an actress from Shameless, who uh, Shameless, we know is just Shameless. You Americans <laughs> have a version of our show that is not as good, and I, I won't go into that. But anyway, from the UK version of Shameless, there was an actress. Um, from Liverpool where the murders obviously took place and she's very passionate about this and she found pictures of what Venables looked like in real life and she released the images um, they were removed from the internet and she got she in quite a bit of trouble uh, with oh, the law imagine. she's actually been given a suspended sentence for releasing which is <laughs> a fucking, fucking joke that's an absolute joke um, 
I've seen those pictures though, so I have a good idea of what Venables looks like these days. I'll keep an eye out. Um, I will not be sharing on our Instagram because <laughs> I do not want to get a suspended sentence or otherwise. Um, so Denise and Ralph, let's go back to the parents. In 1995, two years after the murder of James Bulger, their two-year-old son, um, they had a second son. A few months after his birth, they ended up getting divorced. Denise has now remarried and has two other sons. So in total, she has four sons, um, with two of which are with her new husband. Ralph, the father, has also remarried and has three daughters with his new wife. Don't know if you'd uh, call that a good ending. Yeah, death of a baby, it's probably going to drive yeah. you apart, isn't it? I mean, you hear that a lot with these kind of things. Is It can a lot sometimes be too much for some people, mm-hmm. so... Poor little James Bulger. Honestly, a beautiful little boy. And if you um, look at our Instagram page, we'll share a picture of that beautiful little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All out of respect. Yeah, he's gorgeous, honestly. And he's a very big story. Anyone in the UK, I'm sure, has heard of it. Uh, especially anyone born before or within the 90s. It's a big story. I'm yeah, I was 94 of. and it was still huge when I was still growing huge. up. So. I, um, in fact, this is when I was in high school in sixth form, so between the ages of 16 and 18, we actually had three subjects in our school that studied this murder. It was history, psychology and philosophy. In fact, I think English as well. We all looked at, in some aspect, this murder. So I, I've been, I don't know, I've been raised learning about this yeah. and I'm quite passionate about it. And obviously I'm from Manchester and it's not far from Liverpool. So yeah, I think it d- needed talking about and fuck, so fuck you, uh, John Venables, and fuck you, Robert Thompson, basically. Yeah, you're scum. Yeah. And everyone knows that. Yes. <laughs> so, on that delightful note, yeah. Amy, do you want to regale us? Bringing it back. With your story. Across the pond. Across the pond, we're hopping to America. No, we are hopping to Canada. Ooh, yeah. okay. Uh, Medicine Hat, Canada, 2006. Medicine Hat. I know. That's it's not a term I've heard the whole time. <laughs> no, that's the town. That's the town. That's, that's what's called. See, <laughs> Medicine Hat, Canada. Just a quick disclaimer. I've forgotten my notes, so this is all going to be off the top of my head. I'm sorry if it's shit. Um, I'm sure it'll be delightful, as always. So, so I'm just going to set the scene. 2006. Uh, little pal. Little pal of the, the son. So, basically, Jasmine Richardson... She came from the Richardson family, mum, dad, and brother. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Um, so a friend of her brother's arrives at a house in the morning asking if he wants to come and play out. What he sees is essentially the dead bodies of the family. Oh, we're getting right into this. Because the family have been murdered. Wow, okay. Um, now, as I say, the family have been murdered, but there's only three bodies. So it's the son, the father, and the mother. Uh-huh. That's the only one. Jasmine herself isn't there. Now, at the time, obviously... Well, at the time, they think the police and, you know, other authorities are thinking that she's been kidnapped. Uh-huh. Because you're not going to automatically assume a 12-year-old has murdered her family. Why would you? I don't know. Unless you were listening to this episode. In which case, then you'd know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> quite quickly <laughs> yeah. we're just jumping right on in um, so she's not there the police assume that she's been kidnapped by whoever the murderer is obviously to do with whatever he pleases I would assume 
However, the police go to Jasmine's school. They interview people there. Now, our friends and teachers said, ordinarily, you know, when she was 10, 11, still pretty fucking young, um, she'd been a normal kid. Like, mm-hmm. she just, she had a group of friends. Like, she, you know, was completely normal. She liked hanging out with her friends, like, taking selfies or however you did take selfies in 2006 <laughs> really awkwardly with your phone oh, like backwards yeah i was honestly imagining like i don't know 18 something no as crime goes by is not it's not covering a lot of scope in this episode oh. uh we're not covering a lot of time period in this one but we're sticking with the name we are because <laughs> we're unimaginative um <laughs> so that was the sort of thing she was into now they said when she she'd met a man and this is important because he is a fucking man. Um, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not keen on this pair. I think you sound like quite the fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> really hate them. Um, which is weird for people you've never met. No. But uh, she I met... feel like it's going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> she met this man, Jeremy. <gasps> Sorry, Jeremy, the little kitten over there, but... That's my cat's name. I know. Um, Jeremy, he's called, like, Steinkey, but for the purposes of this, we're just going to call him Stinky. Um, <laughs> because he does not deserve me to pronounce his name correctly at no. all. No. And you know what? Apt. Apt. Fucking apt, yeah. yeah. I'm with it. Stinky fucker. I'm here for it. And you know what? He... Like, basically lived in a caravan, so I can imagine he was pretty stinky. Um, <laughs> no offence to those of you who live in caravans. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. We know you have showers, we're just being mean to the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love you, though. <laughs> God, I hope no one's listening in the caravan. Um, so, but after she met this chap, chap... <laughs> Um, this fella this fella yeah at a, a punk concert apparently that was when things started to change she became more gothic she was wearing her makeup at school i totally know this story um yeah probably it's pretty big. from deadly women probably yeah oh i totally know this story Carry so on. i mean this is literally just me paraphrasing deadly women to be honest this whole <laughs> podcast shout out to deadly women <laughs> candace we love you um, <laughs> Please listen to our podcast sometime. Promoters, come on it. Oh my god, if she came on it. I know, I would die. Can you, like, let me tell my story, please? Sorry! <laughs> so, I, that was when everything started to change. They met at a punk rock concert. And at this point as well, I think it's important to say she was a 12-year-old girl. He was a 23-year-old man. Gross. I know. We're both 25, so we would never dream of going near no. a fucking 15-year-old. I wouldn't even go with a 24-year-old. No. No, neither would I. So... I mean, I like older men, so... Yeah. That's out of the question Same age me. plus is my general rule. Yeah. So... Sorry. Sorry, younger guys. Obviously, we're total catchers, but... <laughs> Can't have us. You can see us right now. And then my pajamas. Half. Um, so, yes, she was 12, he was 23. That's so However, gross. another thing I will point out was he's a fucking weirdo. He used to claim that to his friends, and I use the term loosely because I can't imagine anyone like this ever had any proper friends, but he used to claim he was a 300 year old werewolf. 
I absolutely know this And story. he wore a vial of blood around his neck. So, you know, I'm thinking mentally he's probably not at the 23-year-old stage. Do you know who this reminds me of? Who? Do you know the older guys who would hang around with the Argoths? Yes. Is this not just screaming Argoth group? Yeah. No offence to my single friend who I know who is an Argoth. But also probably should give context to people who aren't Argoths. Um, in the or UK- not from Stirling. <laughs> so we live, or we went to uni in a town called Stirling, and there's a shop in the UK called Argos where you can get pretty much anything you want other than food. So I get electronics, jewellery, clothes, all that crap. Uh, Argos. Literally and- crap. Argos is crap. Sorry, Argos. <laughs> I like Argos. Well, there you go. Where I got my split. microwave. 50 50 <laughs> split of the room, yeah. Um, and in Stirling, there's a group of Goths who sang- stand outside Argos all day long. So they are called the Argoths. It's very inventive. We didn't come up with it. I think it's genius. Oh. Anyway, you carry on. Um, but yeah, so basically, is essentially that. Uh-huh. A freak, a 23-year-old freak who starts dating a 12-year-old girl. Gross. Now, shockingly, her parents weren't too fucking pleased about this. No. So her parents were like... Shook. No, you're not dating a 23-year-old when you're 12, because... That's, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, she, wasn't, she wasn't particularly happy about that. They used to communicate on a website that I won't mention because I've completely forgotten the name of it. Um, <laughs> Great reason not to mention it. <laughs> well, that's the only reason. Um, and basically, the police, it transpired after they've interviewed everyone at the school and everything like that, found out what's sort of been happening. It transpired, like, they've done her internet history... Um, they can see these messages that have been sent. So she sent him a message on not MySpace, Facebook, or Instagram. Bebo. <laughs> it wasn't Bebo either. Uh, it, I think it was like something to do with vampires. Like they, oh, they were really weird. I wasn't in that group. Yeah, neither was I. Thankfully, um, sorry. No, if you're into vampires, sorry, sorry to those who were, we don't if, want to upset anyone. If you are into vampires, totally fine. But please tell me you're not shagging children. Yeah, and we'll be okay. That's with each all other. we ask. Um, in life as a general rule because that was the thing it was a sexual relationship as well this was not just like boyfriend and girlfriend like kissing and cuddling so I can't they even were shagging. envision doing that like, no because it's fucking disgusting I, I mean she did lie this was the thing this is like the. it's not funny but the grossly hysterical thing about it she lied about her age at the start and said she was 15 and he was still like I'll tap that I that's still fucking gr- Grimace, I and that's the I have known the odd person in their twenties date someone who's like fifteen, sixteen, and I've told it's them disgusting. disgusting, horrible. And I want to say this to anyone listening: if you are that age and dating someone older, ew, they're gross. And if you're that age in your twenties and dating someone in their teens, stop it. But if you're that age, if you're fifteen or twelve, twelve to fifteen now and dating someone in their 20s, just know they are taking advantage of you, and they are sick in the head. Disgusting creatures. We need you to know this. I want to say this. Imagine yourself dating... Whatever your age difference is, imagine you dating that in reverse. Yeah. And that's what it's like. Yeah. So basically, you're dating a two-year-old. There you go. (laughs) Oh! Um, oh, that's literally that's that is literally it though. That's like grim. if you're thirteen and you're dating someone eleven years younger than you, you're dating a two year old. So that is the same difference between you and your prospective partner. Yeah, don't do it. It's one. Don't th- do it. It's one thing if you're in the fo- in your forties. It's another thing now. It's not. It's not cool. It's not cute. You're not cool. Yeah, like forty five, 
28. I'm totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend's older than me. Only by about 40. Not that bad, but like... But I mean, even if you reverse that, an 18-year-old dating a 14-year-old's weird. Yeah. Like, honestly, saying if you're a 50-year-old gal, you're in great shape, you're feeling a bit sexy, yeah. go for that 30-year-old bloody Latino studs. Like, do it. Because you're all adults who pay rent and have jobs and understand adult life. Yeah. But when one of you is that person and the other one of you is still in high school or primary school... Ew! Which, in this case, getting back to our actual murder... Yes, sorry. It was. (laughs) Um, So... I have to say it. (laughs) As I say, the police then found... Well, the police searched their locker when they were at school as well and they found a stick drawing because that's how fucking old she was. They found a stick drawing of basically her setting her house on fire and then running off to Jeremy's car. And that found a message that she sent to him that said, I have this dream of me killing them and living with you. Now, he also proposed to her. This was another thing. They were going to be married. Like, he, as a 23-year-old werewolf, um, (laughs) basically... (laughs) You're not getting my disdain in this. I'm sorry if you're a werewolf. We don't mean to laugh at you. (laughs) But also we fucking do because get into the real world. Especially if you're 23. Yeah. You know what? If if you're seven and listen to this, then parents, where are you? Yeah, what are you doing? We we swear a lot. And and we're we're drunk. drunk. (laughs) Um, But if you're 23 and listen to this and being like, I'm offended on behalf of all 23-year-old werewolves out there. Get a fucking life, okay? This isn't the podcast for you. It really is. You're not welcome here, Jeremy's of the world. Except the cat. <laughs> except the cat, okay? Jeremy. And Jeremy Kyle, because, you know, I still stand Jeremy Kyle. I am a fan of Jeremy Kyle. I That's f- it. We're out and we're proud, okay? If you watch every episode, you'll see me twice. <laughs> not, Which happened? Not in the episodes, but in the audience, I would like to point out. <laughs> You won't know it's her because this is a podcast, um, not a YouTube video, but... One day, guys. <laughs> one day. One day we might reveal ourselves and 1, you'll 000, all be horrified. 1,000 followers and we'll take a drunk picture together. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky if we get to one. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so I'm we're sorry. at the point now where the police have realised that she's probably me. the murderer. <laughs> I am mad at you, but we need to fucking finish it eventually. Um, <laughs> so we're at the point, the police have realised she's probably got something to do with it. They uh-huh. need to find her. Now, shockingly, a 12-year-old and a stunted at birth 23-year-old... Stop mentioning his age because it makes me go off on a ramble. We're particularly particularly great at outwitting the police force in Canada. So... Because they're up to gate on... Up to scratch in fucking Canada and the police force. Yeah, well, let's let's listen to the fucking sentences, shall we? Until before we decide that. (laughs) Because I've got a bone to pick with you, Canadian law. Would you Um, guess in Canadian? No, I feel like but I was just going to say Canada altogether, and I was like, no, I like Canada. Just Canadian law, I've got a problem Shout with. Shout out to Canada, you're like America, but Britain all rolled into one. Yeah, you're pretty cool. Yeah. And you have France as well. Yeah, so we like cheese. you. You're cool. Yeah, wine, cheese. We're into that. Yeah. Um, in case you couldn't tell, we're pretty into wine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, fa- they get pound, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I need to stop cutting you off. Yes, they get found. Um, this has been uh, no killer, all filler. <laughs> um, yeah, they get found. They get questioned. They both admit it. 
he was easy. essentially well i mean they couldn't fucking deny it there was so much evidence against them oh, okay fair um he killed the mother and the father so he like broke in obviously he didn't break in she fucking let him in um and he killed the father first and like in a really brutal attack both the mother and the father really brutal attack absolutely gory with a knife so stabbed them to death <gasps> multiple times um and then she's upstairs with her brother being like oh it's i remember okay. this it's I okay this. like just yeah. we'll stay here we'll stay here like you're totally fine then he comes up covered in blood the kiss and tash on to a fucking son because what's not romantic about this scenario no no the, that's how sick they are though they were fucking turned on by it um, why do you keep telling stories about people who are turned on by murder i don't know <laughs> We're two Maybe episodes deep and that's what you've got. I know. What's our next one? Jesus. <laughs> it's not Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, but then when he comes up, they essentially decide that the brother is too sensitive for this world without the parents. And so he also must go, essentially. AKA they can't be fucked to look after him. Yeah, pretty much. So she then slits his throat. <gasps> How could you do that to your brother? To your own brother. It's one thing him doing it to her parents, but her doing it to her little brother. I know. And, like, slitting his throat. That's what happened. That's rank. So the parents were found, like, downstairs in the basement where he'd been attacked, and the brother was found in the bedroom. And then they go off together, run off, eventually get caught. The worst part of the whole story for me is, I mean, he's 23, so he gets tried as an adult. He goes to prison for life. Good. She is 12. Or when she's convicted, she's 13. Now, in Canadian law, you cannot sentence a child for more than 10 years. You can't do it. It's not allowed. Because apparently it's all about rehabilitation rather than, like, punishment. Well, we saw how well that went with Venables. Exactly. Well, yeah. Um, So, Richardson was essentially let out of prison, you know, at the ripe old age of 23, younger than we are now. (laughs) Um, I took turn in 25 really well. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> basically, yeah, she got she got let out in 2016. She's out now. That's, that's her. so recent. Yeah, that's her out. She's been living. She, while she was at, while she was in prison, she did a university degree. She like she has a future to go back to. Excuse me. I get that. Right. I'm sorry. I get them letting people get like GCSEs and all that crap. I had to fucking pay 42 grand for my degree. I have 64 grand of debt. So Well, so do I now, because I like to pay interest on it, aren't I? Regent. Because I don't earn enough to well, pay I, it back, so I, I just keep earning interest. I don't even want to know what mine is with interest. <laughs> don't even want to know. We're, we're very, as we said before, we're very poor people. Um, I can I just say amen that we're not American, because we know those bills are probably yeah. per year. Yeah, you're probably like <laughs> laughing at us right now if you're in America. But not if you're in Canada, because I've <laughs> fucked that relationship there. And can we just say that we live in Scotland and went to a Scottish university where they don't have to pay a penny? Yeah, and neither <laughs> does anyone in the EU that we're sadly not going to be a part of for too much longer. We didn't vote Brexit. We don't no. want this to happen. We stand a good Remain. Like, we, I voted Remain in the Scottish referendum. I voted Remain in the... Brexit, Brexit. <laughs> whatever that shit show is. It was a referendum, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. EU referendum, I think, is its official title. Yeah. So I voted Remain in both. I think everyone's better together. Having said that, 
Sothole's hands and hug. I know. That was quite cute, right? Europe, um, don't leave us. We love Eurovision. <laughs> they all hate us. Like, they all hate us now. We but... don't like Boris either. <laughs> we didn't want this. Um, but after that political <laughs> inquiry there... Um, yeah, so she's out now. She's got a uni degree. She's In what? Just Criminology? A, fuck knows how to kill your parents and get away with it. Um, but she's just living her life now, and she has absolute anonymity. It's very say, It's very similar to James Bulger's Killers, mm-hmm. in that she's been given anonymity, nobody knows who she is, nobody is able to find out who she is, and if they do, it would be very much a similar scenario. They would get the prison sentence rather than her. I am sorry, but no. And um, I want to take a brief detour because we've not done that yes yet in your story. Mm-hmm. I've not detoured you at all. You haven't. Well, no. I mean, slightly. No, not at all. <laughs> so I remember I read a book um, when I was about fifteen or so, and it was about a girl who starts dating somebody, uh, falls in love with him, and I don't remember the name of the book. So I'm sorry. This is a futile story, but um, then finds out that he's actually murdered someone when he was a child and was released from prison. Sexy. Uh, and imagine that you could, whether you're male or female, you've got your you could be dating John Venables, know, Robert she's Thompson. Going out, she's going around. It's like Hannah Montana. Aye, you. What was your girl called again? Sorry. Jasmine. Jasmine Richardson. You could, whether you're male or female, and if you're generally our age or a little bit younger, you could be dating one of these people right now and not have a clue. How terrifying yeah. is that? Canadian men, watch out. Because I don't think she's in medicine art anymore, put it that way. No. Well, in fact, I know she's not, because the documentary I watched had a cop who did the case, and he was like, I want her to come back to this town and face what she did. And you know what? She could be working in your corner shop and you don't fucking know it. She could be working as anything. She could be your bloody gardener. So, Amy, how long have you been with your boyfriend? Yeah. What if you found out you found out that was a serial killer or a murderer, a child murderer? Like, I'm not being funny. I'd really have to weigh up, though, because the orgasms are great. And on that note, <laughs> um, it was great talking to you guys. We'll see you again next time. And we'll be talking, Amy, what are we talking about next time? Next time, you lucky boys and girls will be getting cults. Oh, and who are we talking about in cults? I am going to be talking about um, Jonestown, which I wrote an essay on when I was at university, so it better be fucking good. And I will be talking about Charles Manson and the infamous family. So come back next time we'll be back in two-ish yes, that's probably going to be a way better episode yeah that's... probably to be perfectly fair and to be honest people actually care about those ones yeah and we actually know what we're talking about with those ones so yeah we'll see you in two weeks or so um yeah have... lots of love bye <laughs>